0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: In general, it was good. Uh, we controlled the game, we conceded one action at the end, on one and a half. Uh, unfortunately, today we were not clinical enough up front, when the situation is a one against one, in front of the keeper, one against one against defender, at least to prove the keeper. And it's something we have to improve in this competition. When I see Bayern Munich yesterday, I, I would not think so. But I say that again, my target is just West Ham. So, three weeks to go there and I don't know what happened. So, for a long time, we're speaking a so game we're going to play, we're going to try to win. Again, Cheltenham in the FA Cup, and Carabao Cup semi-finals and no travel in no Trafford, Premier League games. Next target is the West Ham in three days at 12.30. It's a big challenge to recover the players, to arrive there in the better condition as possible. And the rest, and. If, if, if the people say that, okay, you have to accept it, but the teams from the last decade uh, or the whole history arrive once uh, in the semi final, considered favourites, it's okay. If they want to do it, it's no problem. We accept it.
2: On the ball kicks off now on BFM 89.9.
3: Pep Guardiola not liking the favourites tag city have been labeled with in the champions league uh welcome to the friday show with me ross on the ball with my special guests bob holmes is here as usual hello bob
4: hi everybody still
3: smarting from the cricket and who isn't let's (laughs) face it craig Craig marias also joins us hello craig hello hello and des corkill hello
5: des Always good to be here. It's uh, been a heck of a week, but let's remember the human angle. Alison Becker's father died this week in tragic circumstances. It is just a game. It
3: is just a game at the end of the day. Um, All right, guys, you can tweet us all individually on on, on Twitter. Find us all. Or or you can tweet at BFM Radio. Follow us on social media. It's BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook. Look, we understand the Europa League draw is happening right now. Um, I can... Tell you that the draw will be posted on our Facebook page. So give us a follow, BFM Football, on Facebook and on Instagram, and we'll have all the latest news for you there. We'll work our way through the midweek fixtures then. We heard Pep at the start München Gladbach nil, Man City two. I'm sorry if he doesn't like being labeled favourites in tournaments, Bob Holmes, but that's the way it is. And City quite clearly are favourites.
4: Uh, I don't know about that. What about Bayern Munich? I mean, they're the champions. City have uh, never been to a final. Uh, they've got a rather poor record in the competition. I mean, on current form, yes, I can see why they're favourites. 19 wins in a row. But I think you have to take into account the uh, the, the club's records in this competition, which is yeah. like no other. Yeah. And Bayern Munich are uh, far and away the, the most impressive Um currently in it so uh, if you know on that basis but I'd love to see a, a I'd love to see a city a buy-in game that uh, I think that would be a cracker uh, yeah but uh, Pep yes it was a routine win wasn't it yeah. um, you know th- they bossed the game um, you have about 70 odd percent possession didn't concede again which is now uh, an integral part of a city performance which hadn't used to be the case only scored two goals despite all that dominance again uh, part of the the game that's why pep said we have to be more clinical but he brought on uh, aguero for 10 minutes and you can see Aguero having a say towards the end of the season, the, in the death throes of the season, the vital games. You can see that Pep has got that trump card up his sleeve. He's bringing him back very gently. So I think uh, Kun Aguero will, could well be a decisive factor if City are going to win all these tournaments we're talking about.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, you, you want to say Gladbach were hampered by COVID restrictions, having to play their home leg away from home, but City were just dominant in that, and, and I think most sides would have succumbed as Corkill, don't you reckon?
5: Yeah, I couldn't disagree with Bob Moore. I think this is a Rolls-Royce of a team who... Yeah. Uh, were able to manage their squad earlier on in the season and uh, are now just purring into life and now reintroducing the likes of De Bruyne. It's almost like he's had a pre-season and can come in for the second half. And uh, Aguero introduced for 10 minutes here and there. On their bench, they had Fernandinho, De Bruyne, John Stones, uh, Ben Mendy, um, uh, Eric Garcia. Defensively, they, they just look like a, a Rolls-Royce. I think it's nine shots in the last three games or something against them. Wow, this is... Um, this is, And I'm really glad that Pep Guardiola at last have come out and says it because uh, he's, he's acknowledged that the billions available to them yeah. Um, yeah. mean that uh, Manchester City do have a significant advantage. Having that advantage and taking uh, full use of it is exactly what Pep Guardiola is doing at the moment. I'm, I'm really expecting them, expecting them to get at least a treble this late year and maybe that uh, elusive champions league for pep
3: yeah maybe they should spend some of that money buying a a new coat for pep Um, or or, or maybe they did i don't know (laughs) (laughs) let's let's move on and talk about chelsea atletico nil chelsea one um craig marias if a kid in say five ten years time looked up olivia giroux's uh career reel on youtube he's going to see a heck of a lot of spectacular goals and he's going to think, this Giroud guy must have dominated football back in the 2000s, huh? Yeah, and then he'll look at his,
0: his stats and his goals to game ratio and uh, yeah, probably won't be as impressive. Um, but yeah, I was, I was having this discussion the other day and, uh, you know, I think we, we're the type that, you know, we look at strikers and we straight away to judge a good striker, you know, we, we look at their goals to game ratio. You know, and, and, you know, we determine whether they're good or bad just based on that. Um, but I feel there's so much more to, to, to a striker than just that. Um, and um, yes, you, you know, there is that saying, you, as a striker, you're always going to be judged on your goals. But also it also depends on the team that you're playing for. And, and I mean, we, we look, it's just easy. You know, you just look at that French national team. Um, you go back a couple of years and, and, and to the World Cup. And did he even score in that World Cup? Was it one goal? He, no, he didn't even he, score, did he? No, he
3: didn't.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was it was one goal or nothing, and and but that team just functioned so much better with him in it. Yeah. It allowed the likes of of Mbappe to to play. It allowed the likes of uh, Griezmann to play. Um, and and you know that that essentially is his role. You know, bring other people into play. Bring the more talented, the quicker players into play. But you always need that focal point, and that's what he is. But. You know, we, we look at his club form and, and let's talk about the now, you know, he's popping up with crucial goals. Um, you know, Arsenal were happy to let him go to their rivals, Chelsea. And I think that's a big, big mistake. It was a big mistake. Um, and, you know, he's he, he's got the knack of, like you say, you know, scoring spectacular goals. Let's, uh, you know, go back a few years to that that scorpion kick. Remember for Arsenal? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the probably go down as one of the greatest um, Premier League goals of all time. Um, and, and now, you know, at, what is he, 35, 36 and, and scoring a bicycle kick like that. I mean, <laughs> I know the next day Dele Ali kind of uh, yeah. surpassed him in that and, and, and kind of uh, took, took the shine away from it. But um, what what a goal, what a player. And uh, I think, you know, when he retires, I think a lot more people will appreciate him uh, and the job that he does for the team. Uh,
3: Thomas Succo said that Olivier Giroux still trains like a 24-year-old every day. <laughs> um all right. I uh, I have to ask Des here because watching this game, Atletico and the tactics they employed, Des Corkill. What what was it? A uh, 6-4-1. Oh,
5: was it a a 10-1? 9-1. Uh, I don't know. What, what
3: six, was 6-4. 6-4. Yeah, 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 yeah.
5: It, 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 yeah, it was yeah. very negative, wasn't it? Which uh you kind of you wonder, you look at the players at his disposal and you you oh <laughs> but it, it was a typical Simeone performance, wasn't it? it I mean, it, it, that's it how he sets but, but they're not normally as defensive as that. They're not normally yeah, not as ambitious. Well. Yeah. And I, I just do not understand the mentality. He's clearly, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's on way the top of the, the Primera Liga. And he's, he's got this fantastic record with uh, Atletico Madrid, without the resource of, of, of the big two in Spain. And... I'm at a loss. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you not go out to try and win? Uh, uh, Jose Mourinho did it with Inter Milan and won the European Cup. So these guys clearly know what they're doing. But to me, I... Um,
2: anti-
3: anti-
0: uh, uh,
3: nice to see that Luis Suarez has not lost none of his bleephousery.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, let, let's quickly uh, clear up the Europa League scores uh, Bob, it was Spurs 4, Wolfsburg 0, 8-1 on aggregate Della Alley and uh, um, Gareth Bale Both recently on the naughty step of one Jose Mourinho Both starred in the game Could we even see them starting at the weekend? I don't know But um, nice to see the they're, they're, they're forgotten guys Getting game time and reminding the boss
4: yeah, um, a little strange what's gone on there. Um, yeah. I mean, there's all this talk about uh, Deli Alli being shoved out and uh, treated unfairly. But if you remember when Mourinho first went there, he put his arm around Deli Alli and he said, I want to see the real Deli Alli, not his brother. And he actually got a tune out of him for a couple of games and then it went downhill. So I, I don't think there was any um, anything personal about it. I, d- I think just Deli Ali wasn't performing, and I don't think he uh, he deserved to be in the starting eleven for much of the season. Um, and I mean Spurs they've got other players who can play there. I mean Lucas Moura uh, he's not always in the starting eleven, for example, is he? Uh, you know they, they can, they, and then there's Bale. Um, I mean, you've got people like Lamella who are almost forgotten when you see him come on.
3: Carlos Vinicius. Um, yeah,
4: and he's yeah. yeah, he's trying to bring him along. He He's looking quite good. So they do have probably more depth than Jose is making out. But I think that's because he probably wants um, Daniel Levy to put his hand in his pocket in the um, transfer window. But that's if Jose is still there to spend it. Um, but... Uh, no, Spurs. I mean, that was that was a nice, ideal game for Spurs. Uh, he will, he will see up. this.
3: He will see this, Bob, as a tournament that he really wants to win. If, if it
4: goes there, yeah. right? Well, he's he's said that all along, hasn't he? Any tournament. Um, I mean, the Egg and Spoon Race. I think he would uh, regard it as a as a trophy. Community Shield is is right up there. You know, that's <laughs> it's that's a trophy. <laughs> it's
3: counted. <laughs>
4: um, anyway, he's still in, um, the, uh, he's obviously in the Carabao cup He's in the final of that and he's still in this tournament. So, you know, he's, he's got a chance, hasn't he? He's uh, out of the FA cup, but that was a bit of a blow, but, um, he's still in there batting as they say. So, uh, the big disappointment was Leicester, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. All
3: right, well, Arsenal made it through. 4-3 on aggregate against Benfica. Man United was 0-0 against uh, Sociedad. But Leicester, yeah. Leicester nil, Slavia Prague 2. I don't think Brendan Rodgers scripted this, Craig Marais. Uh Vardy played. He, he left Harvey Barnes on the bench for about an hour. Uh, they are depleted by injuries a little, but still, you expected them, right? Slavia Prague at home. Yeah, I think the main one was obviously uh, James Madison uh, that was missing from
0: the team. Um, but it was a strong enough side to win that that tie at home. I was a little bit surprised that they even um, they drew um, away from home, you know, because I thought this was a, a decent fixture for them. No disrespect to Slava Prague. And I know um, they are obviously uh, a very uh, good team. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Suchek and... Um, Suchek and Kufal. And K- yeah. K- came from there, right? And so, then now watch so got...
3: SEMA get sold as well. Yeah, yeah. The only a matter of time.
0: But, um, I mean, you looked at this and then, uh, and you know, going into this match, you thought, you know, Leicester on a good run of form, playing good stuff um, in the Premier League, um, that, that form will kind of move over. And, and especially with this home tie, you know, firmly, uh, they're firmly in control of it. Um, it was a very disappointing performance. Very. And I think, um, you know, we talk about, Jose and 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 you know he's got maybe his eyes on the prize um, when it comes to this competition. I don't think Rogers really had that, um, but he would have been expecting to to get past this this round and move into the next. And I think it's it's a bit of the spanner in the works. However, if you look at the flip side of it, you know they they're up there in the league, they're competing, um, and you know without this European fixtures now on 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 the Thursday night. Uh, you know, traveling here, traveling there, uh, possible, possible, um, you know, COVID uh, infections because of this whole travel thing. Um, this, this could be a good thing for Leicester. It yeah. really could, because uh, United are still in it, uh, and the teams there, they're around them, uh, are still in Europe. So um, it might be a blessing in disguise. Um, I don't think Rodgers was was ever going to win it. I think there's still, uh, you know, a lot better teams in the competition, but he would have expected to get into the next round. Um, and I think, you know, he, he, he'll be regretting it, no doubt. But I think he'll wake up in the morning and think, right now, we've got no excuses. I mean, we, we look back to last season and it was that fatigue thing, you know, towards the end of the season, they, they kind of crumbled. Um, they don't really have that now. Um, yeah. I think no you know, this the time squad's around. No excuses, but the, the squad's that little bit mature as well. You know, after I think, you know, that really would have hurt them last season. Um, and I think they're going to come back. Um, and. Uh, I don't want to say it,
3: but yeah, Leicester are looking good for a Champions League sport. Okay. All right. Um, the Once again, the Europa League last 16 draw is happening right now. We will post the draw on our Facebook page. BFM football so do check there Off our first break uh, We will start our weekend preview right after this
2: And once more footballers Of all racial backgrounds Take a knee to express a united opinion That black lives matter On the ball on BFM 89.9 has come up with uh, something beyond the ordinary. That is a brilliantly elastic save. This is On The Ball on BFM 89.9.
3: And we're back, back with Bob, back with Craig and with Dez. Looking forward to match week 26. It's too much football. It's just all coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> the early kickoff on Saturday That is Man City, top of the table, taking on fourth-placed West Ham, yes you heard me right 4th placed West Ham It's an 8.30pm kick off This one, City Corkill looking to make it An uh, astonishing 20th consecutive win
5: yeah, I think we alluded to it uh, earlier on when they, they just dispatched a, a decent Borussia back. they They're strong at the back. Edison hasn't really been tested, but he's a, a top-quality goalkeeper going forward. They're fluid. Rodri's sat into that Fernandinho role, which we thought was so difficult to, to replace um, instantaneously. They're scoring goals. They've got a bench as deep as you like. They, they are going to waltz away. I, I do not see... Um, any stumbles are coming, coming their way. Obviously, there might be the odd draw here and there, but they are such a formidable side. And the number of times they score goals early. Is just outrageous. I don't know how you can do that, or how they can inject so many mistakes from teams. But that seems to be a remarkable aspect of their play, early in the half or early in in, in the second half. The old the old school used to be you scored late in halves. That's the sign of a, of a great team. Manchester City are, are reinventing what a great team is all about. They're playing without it. Jesus isn't a, a centre forward in in the proper sense of the word. They're playing without a target man, but the fluidity and the rules that they are breaking, apart from being solid at the back, just make this an incredible billion dollar machine.
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else you can say about Man City in a nutshell. That's pretty much everything. But we have to look at West Ham here, Bob Holmes. Um, 45 points taken from their 25 matches to date. Fourth in the table. Four points behind second place Manchester United. I mean, he could just rest on his laurels here, David Moyes, and, and it'd be job done. It'd be, like, really well done already. But he won't. Moyes will go out there and make it difficult for City. But are they good enough? Do West Ham have players capable?
4: No, I don't think so. Um, I think they're playing a bit above themselves. I mean, he's done a magnificent job, and no one expected this. I don't think even the owners did. Um and all credit to David Moyes and I'm pleased for him because I think he's a good guy and I think he was in danger of having his uh, managerial legacy uh, spoiled by rather unfortunate circumstances and uh, Real Sociedad and um, obviously the United uh, season that he had there. So um, I'm I'm really glad, but I don't think they're quite good enough. Uh, I mean, they'll I think they're in contention for a Europa League place, not a Champions League place. Um, they could make it difficult for City. It'll be an intriguing battle because he'll set them up. Uh, he'll uh, he'll take advantage of this um, the fact that City played in midweek away from home and West Ham didn't, and all that. And Pep even alluded to that by saying, uh, "We've got West Ham at twelve making a very pointed remark about the early kickoff, um, despite having gone away in Europe. Uh, But uh, they've got enough armory to uh, see off West Ham, I think. And do you remember a few years ago, Pep was asked what his best formation was? And he said, 10 midfield players. (laughs) He wasn't kidding, was he? (laughs) No, I mean, it was treated as a joke, but you can see now it wasn't (laughs) entirely a joke, was it? I mean, when you see the likes of... Cancelo from left-back operating as a floating midfielder and curling perfect crosses in for the strikers. I mean, what a player. And Rodri settling into the Fernandinho role. It's taken them a year. Remember, they weren't signed in the last window. They were signed in the window before. And they weren't regarded as fantastic successes, either of them. They both cost over 50 million quid. And they were sort of so-so by pet standards. But now look at them. Anyway, he's, he can really virtually play any outfield player in any position. And even Edison is great with his feet. He's probably the best keeper in the league with his feet. So, I mean, he could he could do a job in midfield as well. But that's the secret, I think, and the strength of the bench. It doesn't matter who plays. It doesn't matter who plays where somehow now. Yep. He's got it fine-tuned to such an extent that they are, as Des said, a purring Rolls-Royce of a machine.
3: Fine-tuned to the point where you can play Joao Cancelo anywhere and expect to get a 9 out of 10 performance from him. <laughs> All right. I'm looking at West Ham, uh, they need a good game from Thomas Suchek, obviously, in the midfield. But um, no, no, one, no one mentions Craig Dawson. What a canny signing he was. A loan signing from Watford as well, Craig, right? Um, but what I want to ask you about is, um, again, West Ham will be looking to Jamaica's Mikel Antonio up front. <laughs> well, just rumours, just speculation uh, for now. But you can understand why... He-
0: He'll make that switch um, and I think it makes sense at 30 years old. Um, but I like how you did that, Ross. Let's <laughs> uh, go back to Craig Dawson. Um, first of all, fantastic uh, first name. Uh, we, we've got to put that out there. Um, and I mean, he's, he's he's been around a while. You know, I remember watching him uh, with Young Lin- uh, England under-21s yeah. back in the day. I don't know which academy he came from, um, to be honest with you. Was it Crew? maybe? I uh, can't remember. But... Um, he was a very, very good centre-back and he was tipped um, to be you know, the, the next uh, John Terry kind of thing because he, he's fantastic in the air. Um, you think about the goals that he scores uh, from set pieces over the years. You know, he's played for West Brom, he's played for Watford, you know, he, he's been around. Um, mm. But he, he's always been one of those tough tackling, puts his head on everything type centre-backs. And um, I, I, when, when um, David Moy signed him, I, I was a little bit unsure. Because I thought, um, I think he's past 30 now. And, um, you know, I thought, oh, is that the right, the right kind of signing to make? Um, especially when they, they had uh, players like Barbuena. Uh, they had Diop, who's a young defender coming up. Um, I couldn't see where he fit in. And, and to be fair, he didn't come in straight into the West Ham team. You know, I think it was a couple of injuries or suspensions. And then he got his place. And, and what a difference he's made, yeah. um, to be honest with you. What a fantastic addition he's made. Uh, formed a partnership straight away uh, with Obono. Um, and, and that that defense just just looks so much better. They really had a good keeper in Fabianski at the back. Yeah. Um, now you know, going, looking looking to this match, um, is it enough to keep City at bay? Probably not, um, because there are levels in, in, <laughs> in the Premier League. I think uh, West Ham have been surpassing that, and they've had a fantastic run um, and been playing well, but. Um, City are just on another planet, to be honest yeah. with you, and, and I, I don't see any team in the league uh, kind of taking points off of them uh, from from now to the end. I mean, that's how good they've been. Um, it, it, you know, you look you look at the the other side of the pitch, and then you got someone like Jamaica's uh, Michel Antonio, um, <laughs> and uh, um, I, I like him. I think he's fantastic. He works hard. Um, you know, he's got a little bit of everything to him. He, he's not technically great. Um, and he's a bit unorthodox, really, um, but you know he, he he always seems to be in the right place at the right time, and he can yeah. play in multiple positions. Um, I just don't think uh, I, I think him uh, West Ham getting goals is dependent on the supporting cast. Uh, to be honest with you, yeah. your Lingards, your Jared Bowen's, and and and, and your deep uh, your third man running uh, Sucek from midfield. Um, so I think that's the only way that they're going to get at at um, City.
3: Uh, but I think it's going to be a fantastic match, but City's to win it. All right. Uh, conclusively, All-City. 8.30pm, uh, that one kicks off. Leeds United in 10th against Aston Villa in 8th. Could be fun. Villa out to avenge the 3-0 defeat from earlier this season. Des Corkill, both teams will, will go into this missing uh, big players. Grealish probably won't be back. Uh, Calvin Phillips is a big loss for Leeds as well. But Leeds did win in midweek without Phillips. 3-0 against Southampton. Um, Who do you fancy in this one?
5: Well, firstly, I'm delighted the Fantasy League, uh, the likes of which you propose and Craig plays an awful lot. You are the bad boys on this one because it's Fantasy League that revealed that uh, Jack Grealish would not be playing and how long he's injured. Is he's injured, so stop playing the fantasy league, you well, guys? Because it's, it's the villa players because they start dropping yeah, their yeah. caps. A villa and fan,
3: yeah, the, but villa the fans. fans just pick up on what the players do. They go, Oh wow, the whole entire team's dropped Grealish. What do we do? Very yeah. defensive of you there, very defensive.
5: <laughs> I like it, Ross. Come on, <laughs> my next show. <laughs> but a uh, villa without Grealish is uh, a villa. I think, because Barkley can't do it on his own, yeah. Barkley needs a spark to, to to flash off. Ollie Watkins is 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 a willing worker and is a is a fine mobile striker. But you do worry now that Villa will tail off a little bit without that inspiration of Jack Grealish. But what a first part of the season they have had. Leeds, by the way are coming on. Leeds are improving. I mean, they've been the great entertainers so far. We know that they'll press, but they have put together one or two decent results. That 3-0 win over Southampton was solid as they come. Yep. Uh, Meslier has now had more clean sheets, would you believe, than any other under-21 goalkeeper or any other young goalkeeper in Premier League history. Not league history, but Premier League history. <laughs> He's got eight, eight clean sheets. And I think we, we often forget, or certainly I've been guilty about, but Leeds... Uh, They're not a bad unit defensively. That 4-1-4-1 means that they can be difficult to break down. We focus very much on how they press, but they're not too shabby defensively. Of course, they can be walloped. Of course, they can concede four and four and four. But they've had enough clean sheets to think, uh, for for this correspondent anyway, to think that they are learning the lessons. And I can see them getting better and better as this season progresses, not falling off, as I think uh, many, myself included, anticipated earlier on in the season.
3: Yeah, if Villa are going to get anything from this game, they need to keep Rafinha quiet. He's he's coming good now for Leeds United. It's a Sunday, 1:30 a.m. kickoff. Leeds United against Aston Villa. We're off for another break. Stick with us. More right after this.
2: We wondered if he'd make a difference. Tell what, he beats him all ends up, doesn't he? Stay on the ball on BFM 89.9. Lovely football. Speed of that passage of play. Stay on the ball on BFM 89.9.
3: Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, It's the Friday night show, the Europa League draw. You can find it on our Facebook page, BFM Football, so do check it out. Uh, Des Corkill, Bob Holmes and Craig Marias joining me this evening to preview match week 26. Got some big ties coming up. Leicester City against Arsenal is third versus 11th. It's a Sunday 8pm kickoff this one. Bob Holmes, Madison missing out. He might have an outside chance of coming back, but uh, he's he's been a big miss for, for Leicester because he's been in good form, hasn't
4: he? Yeah, he certainly has. His goals also, he's not just a creative player. He knows how to find the net. Um, um, badly missed in midweek, and you can't help but Contrast the two uh, teams going into this game, uh how they fared in in midweek I say midweek we're talking about last night, last aren't we night. <laughs> um, <laughs> Arsenal uh, really uh had a had a, a bit of a fortunate escape yeah three, I think they two. probably they deserved to get through, but they left it late, and they relied on Abba mayang to uh, to get them through. They were behind against Benfica. In uh, quite an entertaining um, second leg, and uh, but they I think they'll take that confidence into the game, whereas Leicester will be smarting, so this could really go either way. Uh, actually fancy Arsenal, I think. Um, Leicester uh, being a little premature, perhaps, but are they going to do what they did last season? Uh, they've may have left it a bit later, but. Um, You know, they could be in for a fade. I think maybe they punched a little bit above their weight. And you could put that down to uh, put the midweek defeat down to Brendan Rodgers' poor record in Europe. Um, He's never got past this stage of the Europa League in five attempts, I believe. And at Liverpool, he famously surrendered a Champions League game against Real Madrid by picking a virtual reserve team which is at Anfield is an absolute cardinal sin um, so maybe he just can't handle Europe maybe he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a domestic manager he's, not Steven Gerard, doubt, is he? <laughs> he's,
2: he's
4: certainly not um, but this this should be really worth watching I know it's yeah. a, it's a very awkward time it's the least favored time for viewers in Malaysia, four o'clock on Sunday morning, Monday morning, Monday morning, when people are actually (laughs) thinking of going back to work. Um, But this could be worth staying up for or getting up for because you've got two footballing sides here with a lot to prove, battling for places in Europe next season. And uh, well, it's anybody's. Alba Mayang has come back to form just at the right time for Arsenal. And uh, Saka is still playing really well. Uh, he got two lovely assists for Alba Mayang against Benfica. Um, and they're beginning to motor Arsenal, I think. Stuttering a bit here and there, but gradually, overall, I think they are heading in the right direction. Yeah. I have a, a hunch that they could actually surprise Leicester here. Uh, I've just got to correct you. Uh, Leicester-Arsenal
3: is an 8pm kickoff, so So it's, it's an awkward time for the people in Britain. It's a midday
4: game. I'm looking it? at eight. I'm looking at eight p.m. here.
3: Yeah. So um, it should
4: be it's, eight p.m. our time. Oh, yeah.
3: It's dinner time. On. It's it's an ideal kickoff.
4: So it's a good Who, time then. Okay. Yeah.
5: Who do you fancy for this, Des? So I thought the Arsenal victory against Benfica was uh, stupendous. Um, Benfica, a very de- decent side, even though it was a, a was it a home game? It was a home game on, on neutral territory. But the way they came back from two one down against a very very decent side will give them a, 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 a ton full of confidence coming into this game. However, I suspect it might be Arsenal thinking Europa League is our way to, to maybe. Yeah. Um, get back into Europe. Uh, Craig made uh, the great point that Leicester don't have that distraction anymore. But if Leicester were to lose this game against Arsenal, I think this becomes now a pivotal match in Leicester's season because if they lose a little bit of momentum by losing against Arsenal, they've had a, a couple of important wins. The Villa win was hard-earned. The Liverpool win, of course, was, was fortunate but hard-earned. But then if they lose that momentum on the back of a Europa League exit, it could could precipitate um, a bit of a slump for Leicester. We, we do think they've been overachieving, but they're in those top three Champions League places. So I think this is huge. And Bob, quite rightly, has said Arsenal will be buoyed by that victory over Benfica. And Aubameyang scoring late is is terrific for them as well. So um, it, it, it's a tough one to call. Normally, I'd go Leicester uh, on, on league form, but this one, I'm, I think I'm going with Bob. Um, Arsenal, buoyed criticised after the defeat against Manchester City as well, Um, justifiably in many ways, and it was a a, a tepid performance. But that win at Benfica, I tell you what, you you go in Europe and you get a big win like that, and you're in the Europa League draw, and suddenly your season can change, and it could change for both of these clubs on one night in Europe.
3: Momentum counts big time. Um, All right, I'm going to stick my head out and say it won't be nil-nil, that one. 8pm kickoff, (laughs) Leicester against Arsenal. Tottenham in ninth against Burnley in 15th, Craig Marais. Should be a regulation win for the home side. But suddenly we go into this one. It's pressure on Jose. He's trying to cut a run of losses in the league. They, they haven't done well. Spurs fans on social media are really voicing their displeasure as well. Yeah, um, I, I
0: don't think this will be an easy game. I think um, you know Burnley have kind of found their form after a horrible start. Um, which, in which you know, people were, you know, saying that Burnley might not even be in the Premier League next season. And I, I mean, I don't think it ever got to that stage for me. Um, I, I was always confident Sean Dyche with his anti-football uh, would get them out of. Um, but it's a uh, nice run. Sport of anti-football, football, I reckon. Out of all, yeah, the... I mean, it's, it's not the worst in the world. It's not I the mean, worst. We end- much, <laughs> <laughs> much worse. But I mean, Burnley are just doing what they what they've done since they've been in the Premier League, and mm-hmm. that is. You know, they concentrate on their defense, make sure it's super tight. Um, They've got two fantastic central defenders. You know, I talked about Craig Dawson um, and how he loves to put his head on everything, body on the line, that type of defender. I mean, in Ben Mee and and James Tarkovsky, you know, you've got two exact uh, defenders, you know, very good um, throwback defenders, if if you like, you know, not fantastic with the ball at their feet, but they're going to do a job for you. Um, you know, at the back, they've got arguably England's best goalkeeper uh, behind them um, in Nick Pope. Nick Pope yeah. um, so, so it's a it's a good foundation to to, to build on. And um, you know, where they lack is obviously you know that little bit of quality in midfield, that little bit of quality up front if Chris Wood's not playing. Um, and uh, but but. With Burnley, it's never an easy game, man. and no. I don't think this is going to be for, for for Jose Mourinho with all the talent that he has at his disposal. Um, you know, I, I just can't say yes. A lot of the big players had a night off um, in Europe. You know, that could stand for something. You know, Harry Kane, you know, is always in need of a rest. Son has looked jaded in the last few weeks. Nowhere near the type of player that he was a couple months ago, um, and. I I just can't, I don't think it's going to be easy. They might squeeze a win, but I don't think it's going to be pretty.
3: No, no, it probably won't. I'm going to stick my neck out and say it could be a nil-nil, this one. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bob Holmes, Eric Dyer came out and contradicted Jose Mourinho in the press, saying, no, my confidence has not taken a beating. In fact, I've been confident all season. I don't know what the boss is talking about. (laughs) Um, it's no, it's become a big one. The last, the last line I made up, but it's become a massive game now for Jose. A regular home game against Burnley.
4: Well, every every game is uh, <laughs> in a way, isn't it? Um, I mean, I don't think he could ask for a, a much better game. Actually, after coming back from Europe, home game against a team in the lower reaches who are not very ambitious. The only thing is, you've got to break down down their defence. And he's got the players who can do that. I mean, Kane, Deli Alley. I mean, they might not, not even start. Uh, and uh, would, would, you start think... they, would you
3: start them? Would well, you start them? They look quite sharp,
4: didn't they? Well, uh, Deli Alley did, certainly, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think Harry Kane is 100% fit. Uh, he came back a little earlier than expected. Remember, we thought he might be out for most of the season. Uh, came back earlier, but has, uh, has not quite looked his usual I thought self. he was a little bit
0: unlucky against West Ham uh, last week. <laughs> he did everything. He did scores.
3: everything but score. Yeah. He? Yeah. He's very yeah. close.
4: Yeah. And Son, as uh, as has been said, uh, looks a bit jaded and he isn't does. the same player when Kane isn't firing on mm. all four cylinders either. So we've got a few factors there. But um, I think that getting back to Dyer. Uh, He's been one of uh, Mourinho's main men. I mean, he's chosen him at centre-back, which, I mean, he he hadn't used to play there, did he? I mean, that that is quite a move because he's not massively tall. Um, But Jose sees him as his most reliable centre-back and uh, has been playing him there. And I thought that um, he, he... I would say Dyer almost looked like his favourite player for a while, the way he was talking him up at the beginning of the season. He'll
3: win the manager's award this year then at Tottenham.
4: Uh, (laughs) It's (laughs) not going to be Ali. (laughs) It's not going to be Ali. (laughs) No. Um, But uh, Jose, yeah, all sorts of rumours about dressing room unrest and whether he's going to... Last uh, for the season, they've even mentioned the name of his likely successor, Julian Nagelsmann uh, at Leipzig, and all that. So he's under pressure. But uh, if he could win a couple of trophies, then uh, he'd be very hard to sack, wouldn't he? Yeah. I, I see him, I see them getting another Europa League place, and I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't nick a trophy. You can watch uh, the
3: battling one point that Burnley will gain Sunday, 10pm. We're off our final break. Back with the big one of the weekend, right after this. Oh,
2: it's a it's a it is hit. This is On The Ball on BFM
4: 89.9. A two-goal
3: lead, a picture of a goal, and that should be job done.
2: Stay On The Ball on BFM 89.9.
3: And here we are. Des Corkill, Bob Holmes, Craig Marias looking forward to Chelsea against Manchester United. Fifth place, second. Monday, half past midnight, it kicks off. Um, Des Corkill, Chelsea going great, undefeated under the new manager, Thomas Tuchel. The bounce is still well and truly working. Now, looking at team news, I understand Thiago Silva could be available, but you look at how Chelsea have been setting up. Without him, Rudiger getting a good run out, um, they might keep the same format. And wh- I don't know, what do you reckon for this one? More,
5: more pressure on Chelsea to take it to United? Uh, I think, so. for some reason, the, in, in, uh, the introduction of Thomas Tuchel has taken the pressure off Chelsea because nobody's talking about Frank Lampard anymore. Nobody's talking about, is he good enough? I think very, very quickly people have said about Tuchel, uh, even with that lucky win in the, in, in the cup that they had, but they've said about Tuchel, oh, oh this fella knows what he talks about. Yeah. Oh, oh, this fella picks the right players and in the right position. Oh, this fella doesn't seem to have agendas. Oh, this fella's organised us. Ah, OK, Right, we're okay now under Thomas Tuchel. He'll still get sacked in two years, but that's that's two two years down the line. But Chelsea, their riches and the amount of money they spend... Just seem to be coming together very nicely. Uh, I've said this um, since about the third game of Tuchel. I was surprised by his first selection, where I thought he was pandering to the to the anti-young brigade. But since then, he's 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 rotated the squad. He's made big decisions. He's upset Huttznerdoy, which is great because Huttznerdoy can respond either that positively or negatively. At least you'll get a reaction out of it. Um, uh, he's kept clean sheets. If he's needed to make defensive changes, he's he's made them. Um, they look solid they look uh, difficult, they're not particularly inspiring to play, that can come at a later phase, but I think Chelsea shooing for second place here Man United, big problems for them, um, although they're, they're very good they, they they tend to not produce it against the big teams on the big occasions, I can see Chelsea t- taking this one, not comfortably but Chelsea taking this one with a, a zero against their name, unless of course you get a dodgy penalty and then they'll <laughs> to one <three. laughs> um, Callum Hudson Odoi uh,
3: has been integrated back into the Chelsea side really nicely as well. So that seemed to that subbing off the sub actually worked for, for Tuchel. But yeah, Craig, let's let's look at Man United here again in midweek or, or last night. the the, the Europa League nil nil against Sociedad. You see it, again. It was Fernandez who came closest. He hit the he hit the post, didn't he? And and you think oh, it's all him, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there, there were quite a few changes that,
0: that Ole did make uh, to, that, to that side. Cavani so no might yet. be available this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: Van der Beek could return to the bench.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, th- th- those are big, uh, big <laughs> signings, but um, you'd know, hope uh, Van der Beek gets a start sooner rather than later uh, because it's um, up questioning his move. Um, but, you know, just go back to, to, to the United performance last night, um, you know, and I've been saying this for a while, you know, I mean, the players look a little bit jaded, you know, there's, there's not much energy. I mean, we saw those, um, you know, the performance against West Brom, you know, I thought Newcastle was a bit labored, um, you know, the, the Sheffield United performance. Um, I, I just think that um, Ole, with his lack of rotation, um, over the last you know so the start of the season essentially um, and, and you know that's where Donny van der Beek comes into it you know hasn't had a lot of game time uh, persists uh, with, with, with certain plays and, and you know yesterday was a great example of it you're 4-0 up um, from the first leg, and you, you still start Bruno Fernandes. I mean, it was it was a little bit of a shock, uh, to be honest with you. Yes, he came off at half time, and, and Rashford came on. But I mean, you know, with, with the those two shouldn't the have been boys, near the game, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no. I mean, even if they lost it one or two nil, you know, maybe bring them on for the last twenty minutes or something like that. But um, anyway, um, I, I, I just feel that the lack of rotation. Um, with Ole. And I don't think it's the criticism to him. I think, you know, the, the, a lot of the times, you know, United don't really have uh, that quality, you know. And if he does was to make those changes, um, you know, that, you know, the, there'll be criticism of him. You know, if he drops Pogba, there's criticism, you know. If, if he rests Fernandes, which he did a few times, uh, it didn't work. He had to come off the bench and, and save United. I think it was West Ham, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, where Van der Beek got the start and, you know, it just wasn't working with 2-0 down. Uh, You had to change things. So, um, you know, he's tried it. It, It's not always worked. Um, But I just feel, you know, he he hasn't got that rotation thing uh, grasp of it right. Um, And I think the players are just tiring out a little bit. Um, I don't see the same kind of energy. Um, And I'm actually concerned. And uh, and I agree with Dez. I think um, Chelsea will go into this full of
3: confidence. um, And I see them winning it. Yeah, uh, Bob, I mean, looking at it a little bit more in depth, um, United are probably going to go into this Chelsea tie with a midfield of Matic and Fred. And and you can't see this on radio, but I'm bowing my head really low.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, Craig has hit the nail on the head. I mean, to start with Bruno Fernandes, when you're 4-0 up in a tie in a busy season with a busy climax. When you've got come.
3: Chelsea coming up but on
4: Chelsea, Chelsea away from home to come was, frankly, an incredible decision. Uh, I, really staggering. And even though he did take him off at halftime, it it hardly, you know, it doesn't really mitigate it to me very much. Um, I, I don't know what he's thinking. And I don't think he changed it anywhere near enough. United have got enough players to Bursting to get on the field there, and uh, he he didn 't make full use of them. He did a little bit, but nowhere near enough and I think that rotation or lack of rotation is going to be where they fall down and um, in uh, chelsea you 've got exactly the opposite situation, a surfeit of players. the problem there has been was for Frank Lampard. Uh, has become a little less so for Thomas Tuchel because he seems to know where they're fitting in. But Chelsea have got so many uh, top players um, and uh, I think they've got a bit too much depth uh, for United. And uh, Tuchel has made his pitch. I think it was uh, very clear. His treatment of Hudson-Odoi went against the grain and a lot of old managers was saying he shouldn't have done that, you know, he could sort of damage the young player and all that. But you can see why Tuchel did it, and he's already got a response, not just from Hudson-Odoi, from but from the whole team. team. Yeah. But, all, but I think driving him was, he was impressing his boss. And that's what he was brought in to do, make a stand. There's always been this player power issue at Chelsea, and there was an an, an absolute no nonsense decision like that made a real statement to the dressing room, yeah. and I think that um, overall, Tuchel has bought himself time, maybe more than two years, maybe two years and a, <laughs> two years and three months. Of months.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> hey, can I just add to that uh, in regards to Callum Callum Hudson
0: Odoi? You know, I did say on Monday's show, Ross, uh, that you know this is a player that has featured a lot yeah. under Tuchel since yeah. he joined. You know, it's not someone that's you know, been sitting on the bench and, and you know, got given a chance and got brought off within half an hour. It, it's very different circumstances, to say to that, of of someone like Dele Alli. If he was, uh, if that same thing was to happen to him, you know, then it would have been an issue. Um, I never thought for one minute um, that it was a big issue. I don't think Callum Hudson-Odoi would have felt that way either because he's been so vital to, to Thomas Tuchel since he's come in um and i wasn't surprised um to to see him playing you know in, in the very next game yeah also it's a little bit different circumstances
3: all right man united are out to extend a 19 match unbeaten away streak 113 drawn six haven't lost since january 2020 against liverpool um, uh, all right, that one is uh, half past midnight, Chelsea against Man United. Um, bottom side, Sheffield United entertain sixth place Liverpool. This one is Monday at 3.15. It's not going to be an easy game at Bramall Lane, Descorkil. Um Klopp's going to, well, he's had the week off. Um, they know they need to get back on track, re the league. Um, three points is a must now.
5: Yeah, let, let's uh, start the preamble. It, um, the, the Alison Becker news and his father. Uh, he, people lose parents, of course, and it's, 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 it's horrible. But the way that his father died, uh, a fit young man. Uh, uh, I've read interviews with Alison where he, he regards his father as his mentor. That is just stunning news. Where, how If Alison Becker can play, I'd be astonished. Uh, so Kelleher comes in. Uh, you add that onto the back of Jurgen Klopp losing his father, uh, sorry, his his mother recently, and not being able to go to attend. Yeah. We we always must remember that this is uh, this is a, a game played by humans, and there are human tragedies going on, and and the, the Becker story is is a tragedy. Um, so Becker won't be part of of the Liverpool lineup. Jordan Henderson won't be part of the Liverpool lineup. All those centre back problems not going to be part of the lineup. Um, so, yeah, it, it's important, in inverted commas, for Liverpool to get back on, on track in, in, a, in a football sense. Uh, they need to. They're, they're, they're good enough. I was reading a, a, a great or listening to a great um, vlog with Ange Postacoglu, the Australian coach of Yokohama Mariners who said he almost predicted Liverpool's problems coming because his teams play in that same very high intense style and he said um, in Japan they condensed their season well Premier League they didn't have a, a pre-season and you add that to the yeah. COVID problems yeah. that Salah and Sadio Mane had and the injuries that they've had and certainly the, the dynamism that used to be the Liverpool way the, the, the uh, monster mentality that they Talked about, it's difficult for the for the human body. So I was so I've been educated by Ange Postecoglou. It's difficult for that, that that human endeavor to continue. And I think that's what's happening to Liverpool. Um, they they are struggling. They've kind of hit a brick wall. They've been hit by personal tragedies. They've been hit by remarkable number of injuries, and yet they're still battling away for for a, a top six place. You'd hope that they've got the quality to beat Sheffield United. Um, but then they've got Chelsea away and the season doesn't get any easier. But in terms of uh, the, the, uh, the, the getting into Europe or getting into the top four, which is the ambition, yeah, got to beat Sheffield United. You've got, just got to. But if they don't, tell you what, it's only a sport. It really is only a game. All right, rapidly running
3: out of time. So I'm going to come to you, Bob. Quick one here. For Sheffield United, the only ambition from now until the end of the season is to get off 11 points. That, that has to be it, right?
4: <laughs> yes, I know why you've come to me on this one, um, because the current record holders are Derby County, um, a club uh, I, I would say I have a s- curious relationship with. My dad oh, was actually a, a Derby supporter, believe it or not. Oh. But um, believing, yeah. Um, but uh, being brought up in Nottingham, of course. Um, I, uh, I'd love to see Derby cling on to that record. I think it would be a crying shame if anyone were to, well, Sheffield United have equaled their 11-point their <laughs> <Yeah>. tally now, <laughs> so they share the record. But, you know, for their name to be erased from the record books on this would be, would be very uh, sad, although I hope it doesn't happen uh, this weekend But I think they've got enough about them to to muster one more point at least uh, between now and the rest of the season. That's what counts.
3: All right. It's a Monday 3.15 kickoff. Sheffield United against Liverpool.
5: That's your big games for the weekend. I've got to say thanks to Des Corkill. Always a pleasure. And it is just a game. I think uh, events this week have reminded me of that very much.
4: Thanks to Bob Holmes. Yeah, thanks, everyone, and enjoy the game.
3: Thanks to Craig Marias. Thank you very much. Enjoy the weekend of football. Yep, stay safe, everyone. Speak to you on Monday. Bye now. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over.
2: Follow BFM Football on Facebook and catch On The Ball on BFM 89.9.